Chapter 13, Part 2 of Dot and Tot of Maryland. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Chad Geisinger. Dot and Tot of Maryland by L. Frank Baum. Chapter 17, The Revolt of the Dolls, Part 2. While they were yet at the table, they suddenly heard a great noise and clamor at the palace gate, so they at once ran out to see what was the matter. Crowding before the gates was an excited throng of dolls, screaming and stamping and waving their hands in the air as if they had really become crazy. At first Dot could make nothing of their cries, for all were talking at the same time, but she asked Twinkle what the trouble was about, and the maid answered, the musicians must have stopped playing. I wonder why they did that, said the girl. Here Scallops, who had been down to the gate and spoken to the dolls, came up to Dot, bringing with him the leader of the pewter band. What caused this trouble, she asked. They are so unreasonable, replied the musician in a complaining voice, that no one can manage them except the queen. We had played dance music for several hours, and were all tired out, for our lungs are only pewter, and no true musician likes to play such common music continually. So we thought we would rest ourselves by playing something slow and really classical, for all classical music is slow, you know. But no sooner had we started the introduction than those soulless dolls became violent. They rushed at my poor musicians threw them down, and trampled upon them. Every member of my band is either bent or broken. Even I have a bent back and a twisted leg, and my horn is badly damaged. Dot looked at him and saw that he spoke truly. I'm very sorry, she said nervously. I'm sure I don't know what to do with them, for the queen will not return before sundown. The dolls remained outside the palace gates until now, but as Dot looked anxiously towards them, the gate flew open, and one of the rebellious creatures ran up the path where the children stood. She was dressed in a rather fussy way, had big black eyes that stared straight at one. Her hair was tangled and matted, and she lost one shoe and wore a great hole in her stocking through which her toes peeped out. What do you want? asked Dot as this doll came near. We want our dinner, of course, answered the doll saucily. But I didn't know dolls could eat, said the girl. Well, we do, and now we want to be fed. Do you think it's right and proper to keep us awake all day and then refuse to give us any dinner? What do you eat? inquired Dot. What could a doll eat but sawdust? Nearly all of us have danced more or less the sawdust out of our bodies, and now we want them filled up again, continued the doll. But I have no sawdust nor do I know where to get it, answered the child. The queen has a house full of it in the village. Give us the key, and we'll help ourselves, said the doll. The queen must have taken the key with her, returned Dot helplessly. I know nothing about it. Then we shall break down the door, declared the doll, and stamped her feet with anger. She rushed back to her companions. When they learned that the queen had carried away the key to the sawdust house, the dolls became much excited and ran off with loud shouts to tear down the door of the house. Dot was both vexed and worried, for Twinkle declared the queen would be much provoked if her pretty house was battered and broken. 
Let's call out the army, exclaimed Tot suddenly. That's a good idea, Tot, said the girl, and at once set Scallops to order the pewter soldiers to march into the village and preserve order. But the rag boy soon returned with news that the soldiers refused to obey. They're not used to fighting, explained Scallops, and they fear the dolls will treat them as they did the pewter band. Besides, they declare the queen detests fighting and would blame them for interfering with the people of the village. The soldiers are toys and the people are dolls, added Twinkle, so they sympathize with each other. They didn't seem to sympathize with the band, said Dot. No, but the band had no right to play classical music in public. Perhaps you are right, said Dot thoughtfully. She saw now that she must let the naughty dolls have their own way. But she went down to the street with Tot and Scallops and watched the crowd break down the door of the house. They took away quantities of the queen's sawdust and carried it to their homes, where they made it into pies, cakes, and feasted merrily upon this queer food. This gave them something to do and made them happy for a while, and Dot was profoundly grateful for a period of rest and quiet. But she feared the dolls would break forth into more mischief before the day passed, and so it proved. For toward evening they again became restless, and as there was no music to be had, they decided to make some of their own. So they gathered up a lot of tin pans for drums and pot covers for cymbals, and several of the dolls got combs and put paper over them. When they blew upon these combs and hummed a tune, it sounded almost like music. So they formed a procession, with the doll musicians at the head of it, and marched all over the village, singing loudly. Tum, 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 here comes the band with the tin pan drum, here come the cymbals, clangity clang, here comes the combs with their twang, 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 here come the marchers, happy and gay, strangers must keep out of our way, tum, tum, tum. Tum, 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 clatter the cymbals and bang the drum. They marched up to the palace gate and back again, and when they came to the house in which was the big music box, one of them cried, Let's break down the door and start the music! Good we will, screamed some of the most mischievous dolls. What do we care for the queen, yelled others. They made a rush for the house, and Dot, now angry and determined that the queen's music box should not be spoiled, ran to the door and placed her back against it while she cried out, If any of you dare to come near, I'll whip you soundly. The dolls hung back at this, but they threw a shower of tin pans and combs and pot covers at her, which rattled against the house, but did not hurt her a bit. Suddenly, amidst all this riot and turmoil, the girl was amazed to see every doll become silent and motionless. They ran in all directions to their homes, and as the street became clear, Dot saw, standing there alone, the Queen of Maryland, who was waving for the third and last time the fairy wand which would put every doll in the village fast asleep. Oh, your majesty, cried the girl running to her. I'm so glad you've come home again. End of chapter 13 Recording by Chad Geisinger, digsvoice.com.